Hello and welcome to Coffee and the Cosmos with Sigima Bay and I'm your host, Craig Wells. This is to me one of my most important podcasts ever done, so please consider sharing this with your friends, whether around the corner or around the world. We're in so many different platforms. Just send it to them and if you need more information, get it from me and I'll give you a platform that we're on. But I want you to take this into your heart. So if for the next few minutes you could just focus on what I'm saying. Now, if you're driving or something like that, of course, drive. But I want you to focus your mindset on listening while you're doing what you're doing or just stop doing what you're doing. I wouldn't be driving doing this, but stop doing what you're doing so that you can actually uh, listen to these words. Because I'm going to deal with a, such an important aspect of your life, and it's called your thinking. You know, there's a scripture in the Bible. Uh, I, I hate religion. That's not the scripture, but I hate religion. And I'm telling you, what I consider religion is everything I know up to this moment. You say everything you know up to this moment? Yeah, everything I know up to this moment that was based in the doctrine of condemnation, guilt, and shame or thinking of my father less than what he is, or thinking that he's thinking I'm less of what I am. See, because religion did that to us. Moms, dads, cousins, aunts, uncles, friends, school teachers, college people, your neighbor, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, all through life, they have given you a requirement. And when you didn't do that requirement, they made you feel less than. And we've preached the gospel like that. I did for not for a long time now. I mean, I got set free probably about 13, 14 years ago when I started hearing Ian and them, but it took a while for it to really kick in for me to start changing my preaching. But even though I was changing my preaching behind the scenes, I was still dealing with my own. Well, you know, you're not good enough because the church tells you, well, if you're going to be a pastor, if you're going to be a deacon, if you're going to be this, if you're going to be that, then you have to live up to a certain measure. And we'll tell you what that measurement is. And if you fail that measurement, then God forbid, then you're just an outcast. Now, you've been told that somewhere by somebody. It could have been a job. And I understand there are requirements. You work in a job, you don't do your job right, you're fired. If you're a wife, and you're not a good wife, you're fired. If you're a husband, not a good husband, you're fired. I get it. I get it. There are realities. You, you go out driving and you don't drive properly. You're going to crash. They're going to take away your license. I get it. But I want to go to another deeper level because I'm not speaking to that. Those are rules and regulations that you're going to have to stay within for the guidelines of those relationships or the guidelines of the legalism of, you know, driving or, you know, how to do this or how to do that. I understand there are going to be requirements. I'm not talking about requirements. I'm talking about a heart condition of condemnation and of guilt that no matter what you do, you're always striving to become. There's a scripture in the Bible that says, as a man thinketh, so is he. And we've always used that scripture in such a negative connotation. Like, oh, wow, you know, this must be in your heart. So since this is in your heart, you know, um, then you must be, you know, bad, right? Because as a man thinks, it, it must be bad. It, it can't be good, right? It can't be good. Because, I mean, if I'm telling you as a man thinks, then so is he. But that's not really um, what Yahweh is trying to say in that scripture. There's always another perspective of those scriptures and when God talks about as you thinking right as a man thinketh 
so is he. It's not like, um, well, you know, you think bad, so you are bad. You know, that's what we're told. I, I want to get this out of your thinking, okay? Because we've been told our whole life, come and eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, but we're telling you to eat from the tree of life. Now, King Jesus is the tree of life. Can you at least agree with me? Say, King Jesus is the tree of life. And guess what? That tree of life is in you. King Jesus, Yeshua the Christ, is also the living water. Can we at least agree with that? Well, brother, where does it say that in the Bible? Well, if you go in the Bible, it talks about the tree of life being around the throne, coming out of the throne. And it also talks about the river of life coming out of the throne. Guess what? That comes from comes from Yeshua, just like the seven spirits that come out of Yeshua, which comes out of the Godhead, Yahweh, Elohim, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. And his perspective is not a manly perspective. Well, brother, the Bible says, what you reap, you sow. And let me tell you something, in the natural realm, that is so true. But can you be honest with me for a moment? Have you really sowed everything, reaped everything you sowed? Of course not. That's called grace. God's grace on you. If me and you reaped everything we sowed, every little mishap, every little bad word we said, everything we did or whatever, we would be worse off than we are. But there's been a religious mindset and a natural mindset. It seems that we tend to draw to the negative more than we draw to the positive. And what Yahweh showed me is all of this negativity is sitting in you. Boy, you need to listen, 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 listen. This is sitting in yourselves. I'm here to speak into yourselves the bloodline of Yeshua, that the very light and love and Zoe life of the blood of Yeshua go into your cells, into your DNA, and begin to wash them, begin to cleanse them. I'm talking about in the physical realm, in the natural realm, and in the soulless realm, and in the spiritual realm. Well, brother, didn't that happen at the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus when I got saved? Yes, it did. It cleansed your spirit, man, completely. And you have a renewed soul and you have a renewed body. But the transfiguration of that body and the transfiguration of that soul has not come into full fruition with the transfiguration that happened to your spirit being. See, your spirit being is a bi-dimensional being at, at minimum. It's in the heavenly places and in the earth. You say, well, how do I know that? The Bible says the kingdom of God is nigh even in your mouth. Also, the Bible talks about how that Jesus, you know, hey, accept him in your heart. He's in your heart. He lives in you. Uh, Jesus says, I will come and abode with you. Me and my father will come and abide with you. What? The Holy Spirit will be inside of you. So that's inside your spirit. So the kingdom of God, the throne of God, the bench of three is inside of you. And you are inside of the bench of three up in heavenly places. So you can bi-dimensionally function by going through the other side of the veil, through the torn flesh of Yeshua the Christ. You step in by faith, by the blood covenant. That's a whole nother teaching. Just listen to all my podcasts and you'll get it. I promise you. I got, I don't know, 1,100, 1,200 podcasts, all kind of videos. Just fill yourself up and become transfigured into the glory of God, right? But let's look at this because God wants to change your mind about him. And just as important, God wants you to change your mind about you. Well, brother, I'm a very positive person. I think good all the time. I think good about God. I think good about me. And that's true. That's true. But I'm going into the cells. I'm going into the traumas. I'm going into every bad spoken word that was ever spoken to you in your childhood, in the wound. 
at your job and your spouse and your children in relationships in the businesses in the world around you the tv that you watch the radio that you listen to everything that has been spoken that has deposited hurts and pains and traumas and if not seeds and seedlings that would come and grow fear dot unbelief subconsciously that you didn't even know that you had fear dot unbelief about the faith of who god is and the faith of who you are better yet more about the faith that who you are because you understand from a distance who you think god is but it keeps you from actually knowing the personhood of elohim as if you're not good enough though you may not even be thinking that but these things are weighing on you because we got to change our thinking about why we think about God and what we think God thinks about us. How we think about God and what we think God thinks about us. I'm going to go into that a little bit deeper. All right. As I go on with this podcast, I would stay with me on this podcast for a little bit. Okay. Because I want to, I want to look up a scripture. I love this. I about to say St. John. I had a little Catholic upbringing. I used to call, you know, uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, St. John, St. Matthew. You know, this is kind of my upbringing. Don't, and don't get religious. Don't be knocking nobody. You know what love does? Oh, love overshadows every person out there and redeems them into love. See, when you know who you are, you'll realize maybe these people don't have the revelation you got. But this goes back to all the put downs that you don't even realize you have, all the low down that you don't have, the low self-esteem, the low self-worth, especially in the area toward authority or especially in the area toward God, especially in the area toward people. And there's an insecurity showing up somewhere. Could have been from relationships, like I said. It could have been from abuse. It could have been from your own failures. Oh, God, we have a whole list of our own failures. You want to be honest with yourself, right? And all these things pile up. It don't matter. We pray, we repent, we move on. I get it. But they got little scars and marks inside your DNA. And we want to cleanse that DNA. We're going to do some DNA cleansing today and allow the precious blood light of Yeshua to come in with the light of God and go in and cleanse them by the Holy Ghost. I'm sending the Holy Ghost right now to overshadow you, the angelic canopy of God to come and overshadow you right now. This is what Jesus says. In John chapter 17, verse 22, the glory which you have given me. Now, now listen, this is Jesus praying to the Father over the people. I also have given to them that they may be one just as we are one. So what is he saying here? He's saying the glory that you gave me, I've given them. I, I want to read a little bit more, okay? I in them and you in me, that they may be made perfect in unity so that the world may know that you sent me and that you love them just as you love me. Did you hear what he just said? That Yahweh, that the world would know that's me and you. We live on this planet. will know and stop cursing the planet. I just heard that in my spirit. Stop cursing the planet with damnation and destruction and God's going to get everybody. Listen, God did not send his son to get everybody. God sent his son to redeem everybody. And when you go face to face to know the fierce authority and the glory of Yahweh, you're going to find out that the very fear of Yahweh is wrapped up in his love, where there is no judgment, where there is no terror, where there is no fright, where there's a resting of an awe of the incredibleness of the awesome of God, because he's a redeeming nature. He can't help but be a redeeming nature in your life and in everyone's life. So Watch what you say about the earth. I just wanted to give that why Holy Spirit is speaking that to me. Which means about your earth and vessel and about yourself and about others because you're powerful and your words have life. 
and your words create. Your words create. And see, your subconscious creates. Your conscious creates. Your thinking, your true thinking about yourself creates. Not the thinking that you might want to declare and decree, but your true thinking. That's why the Bible says that you need to renew your mind by the word. Now, that is the Bible, but it's beyond the Bible. It's spending intimate time with the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost because the true word, the fullness of the word is Yeshua. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. Then the word became flesh and dwelt among us. Guess what? That shows me if the word can become flesh, me being flesh can become the word and dwell among heavenly places. Sometimes you got to read the word backwards so you can understand that God was trying to show you a key. Now, this goes into your thinking. Now, I fought this for many years in my life and I'm still not perfected in it because of the religious bringing that I was brought up. First, you know, kind of a religious denomination, then in another religious denomination. Then we got an apostolic, which I'm an apostle. And boy, it is hard. Let me tell you how hard it is to become an apostle. Woo, baby, you, you got to walk a line that I don't think most men could walk. And surely I didn't, I guess. But somehow, by the grace of God, God promoted me to be such. Because in my own mind, I'm trying to appease everything I'm thinking. Well, brother, you shouldn't appease man. It's not about appeasing man. It's about walking uprightly with God. But my image of walking uprightly with God was a big judge sitting with a gavel looking for every mistake I made along the way and wanting to strike me down. Oh, no, you made two steps up. But look, you look, 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 you did this. Boom, knocked down 5,000 steps, start all over. Because that's what we're trained and we're going to train this out of you. Now, I might be a little lengthy today, but I want you to get this in your spirit because God's renewing your mind. You are the redeemed. Say, I'm redeemed. You've been reconciled. I've been reconciled. I I, I, I will mention this again. I remember talking to Pastor Tammy on the phone a few weeks ago. I think I mentioned it in the podcast. And we were talking about something about somebody else. And she said, you know, they're eating off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. I said, what do you mean? Well, they're living out of their, their lower nature. Now, we're not talking about sin. We're not talking about sin because we say lower nature. People think sin. It was of their thinking. Their lower nature thinking was thinking, do good, get good, do bad, get bad. Their lower nature was thinking God's against me and somehow I'm going to have to prove myself to him. And God forbid I fail and don't prove myself to him because then he's going to really come get me. He won't heal me. He won't complete me. He won't finish me off. Uh, in a good way, he'll finish me off in a bad way. But the word says exactly the opposite. That which I commit to him, he will keep against that day. See, God can't deny himself. And he already knew that he was more faithful than me and you. He already knew you would fail a gazillion times. That's why he told you to go around forgiving people 70 times seven a day, because that's how many times he's forgiven you times multitude per day. Because he knows that he doesn't judge you in you. See, if he had to judge you in you, you couldn't stand. He judges you in Christ. Therefore, there's no judgment because Christ Yeshua took all judgment. All judgment. Say all judgment. Past, present, and future. He took all judgment. And until we understand this, we won't know the personhood of Elohim. We won't have the freedom for the personhood of Elohim to come into this room and come hug me, come talk with me, come spend time with me. Because somewhere in my subconscious psyche, 
I'm thinking I'm not good enough. It's lesser version of a redeemed man and a holy, 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 holy God up there I can't reach. When in actual reality, it's a holy, holy, holy God that redeemed a man back into a holy, holy, holy God that me and God are now a symbiotic relationship as one, a perfect triunion of Yahweh, Yeshua, and the Holy Ghost and Craig Wells as one, as well as put your name in that as one. See, that's what happened in the day of salvation. But we were told all kind of other stuff. And we got scriptures to prove that we told other stuff because we took those scriptures and made laws out of them and just beat the hell out of all of us along the way. So many people backslid. I'm going to tell you, it is possible to backslid, but it's almost impossible in the, in, in the kingdom. It can happen, but most people we written off as backslidden was just people got weak in the flesh and we wrote them off. So they ran from God because we wrote them off and the church wrote them off and they wrote themselves off because we were definitely going to help point fingers and tell them how no good they are. And they need to get it right. You need to get it right, you little dirty, rotten sinner. Now, I hope they get it right. That's the best thing to do. But Yahweh's working in the midst of their mire. Oh, come on. Can you see that? Yahweh's hand is in the midst of their mire. Oh, he's allowing them even get a little dirty. Oh, come on. I'm seeing this by the spirit right now. He says, I work when I get my hands dirty when I work with my children. And I send my love inside the mire of them. And I begin to wrap them with my love in the midst of that clay, in the midst of that mire, in the midst of that iniquity, in the midst of that sin, the midst of that failure, the midst of that hurt, the midst of that pain, the midst of that trauma. And I come in and I heal them and I draw them to repentance by my goodness. Why? The word says it's the goodness of God that draws men to repentance. See, we've been thinking about God the wrong way too long. We've been thinking about Yahweh the wrong way, way too long. Let me, let me go ahead and read a little bit more on this, okay? Father, I desire that they may also whom you have given me be with me where I am so that they may see my glory which you have given me for you love me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, although the world has not known me, yet I've known you and these have known that you sent me and I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. And the same love that they, that God loves Jesus is the same love that he loves you. Why? His obedience got transferred to you. Did you hear what I just said? Yahweh's obedience, oh, come on. Yahweh's eternal obedience got transferred to you. You can laugh in the face of your problems. You can laugh in the face of your attacks. You can laugh in the face of your failures. See, when you start getting this in your spirit, the goodness of God that's inside of your spirit, knowing that you are resurrected Holy Son, even though when you don't act like it, even though when you fall flat on your face, even though when other people do you wrong, <clears throat> you know you're going to rise. Why? Because you step into the blood, you step into Yeshua, you step into his obedience, you step into his righteousness, you step into his death, you step into his burial, you step into his resurrection, you step into his ascension, you step into him being seated on the throne, and you are now therefore seated on the throne of God with God, in God, through God, by God, because of God. That's how much he loves you. Why, the same love that's on Jesus, Yeshua the Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, our King, is now on you. Thank you, Elohim. Mm. Can you sense he's just wrapping his arms around us and saying, yes, 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 yes. Tell him. Tell him how much I love him. 
Yes, yes, tell them how much I love them. Yes, Yeshua. Woo, you are King of kings and Lord of glory. You are King of kings and Lord of glory. Can you just worship Jesus for a moment? Yeshua the Christ? Mm, for his redemptive nature. I'm going in and changing your thinking right now. See, this is also the word. So I'm renewing your mind not to think that way about your God. And better yet, don't think that way about yourself. I remember when I used to preach, I used to, oh my God, I'd have to fast and pray and <clears throat> make sure I don't have any sin, make sure I didn't get mad at no one that week. God forbid if I would have said a bad word. <clears throat> Excuse me. I watch action movies and sometimes they curse. Oh, God forbid if that. I wasn't worthy to preach. I was never worthy to preach, by the way. I was called to preach and I stepped in his redemptive nature. See? It's not me that's preaching to you. I'm flesh. I can fail you. But the one I step into, you will never fail you. See, we draw from Christ. We draw from Yeshua. We draw from Holy Spirit. We draw from Holy Spirit and his redemptive nature and his perfect love. And that perfect love that overtakes you cast out all fear of rejection, all fear of disapproval, all fear of not being good enough. You are in the beloved. It's called beloved identity. Beloved identity. I wish I would have coined that phrase, but actually it was Apostle David Thompson that coined that phrase. I love that phrase. Beloved identity. There's for, therefore, now there is no condemnation in you. You are righteous. You are whole. Go ahead and receive your healing. Go ahead and forgive yourself. Go ahead and forgive yourself because Jesus forgave you anyway. And it might not even be a sin thing. It just could be going in the wrong direction, making bad choices. You know all the crazy stuff we do in our life. You live long enough, you're going to have a list of crazy things. But he said, I already knew about it. And I loved you anyway. I loved you in spite of it. And I'm going to see you through because I go into the depths of you. Because I desire the depths of you. I seek you more than you could ever imagine seeking me. That's how much he loves you and wants you. Father, I thank you for your love. I thank you for your beloved identity. I thank you for righteousness. I thank you for the righteousness that you give us, God. I thank you for the righteousness you give us. It's been imputed into us for righteousness sake by our faith and by your faith. It's more so by you, Yeshua. You finished it. You said on the cross, it is finished. Now we receive it. Father, I pray over these people right now that their minds are being healed about what they think about you and your love for them and what they think about them and their love for you. Father, I declare that they have beloved identity. I declare that they have total acceptance as a son. That's a position. That's male or female. A son of the Most High God. We're not talking gender right here. We're talking about a position. You have holy acceptance by Jesus, Yeshua the Christ, before the Father because Yeshua offers you to the Father and seals you with the Holy Ghost and washes you with the blood and you are now a holy son. I thank you for this, Father. I thank you right now in the name of Yeshua that you're a holy son. And I honor you and I receive this. Go ahead and receive this. Say, I'm a holy son. I have beloved identity. I walk in the perfect righteousness of God and Yahweh's perfect love is having its way in my life. 
Thank you so much for listening to us today on Coffee in the Cosmos. You mean the world to me. I love y'all so much. Thank y'all so much for being part of my family and my extended ministry throughout the world. I couldn't be more blessed than to be able to come into your life and speak to you. Don't forget to share this with someone and help encourage their life and the growth of the kingdom of God. But once again, I love you. You are so beautiful. I'll see you tomorrow. Shalom.